What is going on, everybody? It's the Brown Baron at ease. And today I want to tell you all about this course I just took on Linda called Mastering Self-Motivation. And I thought it was so good that it warranted its own episode because, you know, for the majority of life, I always just kind of assumed uh, motivation was just this set thing. You just kind of had it or you don't. Some days you wake up, it's there. Some days you wake up, it's not. But what this course here taught me is that that's really not necessarily the case at all. You know, this is very, this is something basically anybody can do anywhere. So let me go ahead and go through my notes real fast. And I'm going to start it off because this is the perfect timing. It's the new year. Uh, For those of y'all that do New Year's resolutions, this is the perfect time for y'all to take this course. I highly recommend it, by the way. It's not even long. I, I watch all my, most of the courses when it comes to self-help and stuff. I watch those videos on two times speed. So it's really not a problem for me to get through this. And it was about, I want to say 50 minutes to an hour normally. And it took me about 30 minutes because I put it on two times speed like a Jeep. But, that and that's not a long time. You know, you, you wasted an hour doing other things. So you might as well. So... I'm just going to go through my notes and just say what I think about each one. And the first point I got here is your locus of control. Not the locus. Why did I buzz like a bee? I don't know what sound locusts make, but I'm sure they sound like bees because you know they be buzzing. I'm not talking about a plague. I'm talking about a black plague. I'm talking about locus. L-O-C-U-S, which I'm pretty sure is Latin because it just sounds Latin. I mean, just listen to it. Locus. Locus. Sounds Latin. But anyhow, it's not. Probably. I I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. (laughs) This isn't that kind of podcast. (laughs) Y'all can look it up on your own time and let me know. But what it is is that you need to focus on things that are within your locus of control. So, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. Could a meteor or meteorite or meteorologist fly out the sky and just decimate the world as we know it, it's very possible. But guess what? We're not about to worry about that because what can you do realistically to prevent that from happening besides running around screaming like Chicken Little? Exactly. Nothing. So you don't worry about it. Now, take, let's say you have a goal to lose weight. You don't just look at your flaps and just say, oh my gosh, I'm just ugly as sin. No, that's not productive at all. What you got to do is you look at yourself and you say, oh, okay, I am going to exercise for just 10 minutes tomorrow. Boom. That's it. You, you just did it. That's the exercise right there. It's really that simple. That's what I like about these things. You know, I like to break things down, make it simple. You know, so the next thing is the three things. Oh, <laughs> back it up. <laughs> this is the best podcast in the world. I right, back it up. These are the three things you need for self-motivation. It's locus of control, self-esteem, incentives. All right. So we just did locus of control. Now it's all about self-esteem. And self-esteem is pretty simple. It's all about how you feel about yourself, how you see yourself. can basically be the same thing. Incentives. Sometimes you need to provide yourself a reward for doing something. So that you can reward your subconscious mind. So that when you accomplish something. Subconsciously your mind will want to do it again. Because if you associate hard tasks with good things. That's that. 
Hold on a second. Is that positive recognition? <sighs> of course, I can't remember when I'm recording. Positive reinforcement. Yes, that's what it is. It's positive reinforcement. And you're essentially psychologically training yourself to enjoy doing hard things, which will make you better at it, which will give you a sense of pride before you even achieve the, the big goal. You know. Now, another thing with motivation is you need to understand what motivates you. So, for example, myself, I'm very socially motivated. So anytime I know I want to get something done, take working out, for example, you get a workout buddy. Now, it's, if you were by yourself and you said you were going to work out at 6 a.m. and you wake up at 7, who cares? It's just you. But if you said you are going to work out at 6 a.m. and somebody's there already, you're going to make sure you're going to be there, you know, or at least, you know, I mean, I would hope you would. That's just kind of trash. Leave somebody hanging. But <laughs> anyway, so what's the next thing? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collaborators. They have a bunch of different types of people on here. I'm gonna just run through this. And if this vibes as you, do something about it. That's what this whole thing is here for. It's all about taking action, baby. 2021. Make it happen. All right. Collaborators are driven by relationships uh, with people, you know, connecting people. You're a people person. Stabilizers. They're all about steadiness. Developing a strong expertise. Think about Warren Buffett. They say he read his whole library out. All the investment books before he even graduated high school. Just imagine how that set him up for the future. You know? That's another thing to think about. Then we got innovators. Inventive. Imaginative. Now, you may be a combination of those. You know, all those could have resonated with you. But you're more likely than not... You are one more than the other. So that's something to think about. All right. Now, a perfect example is if you have somebody, maybe you're a little more on the ADD side. You want to make your work short and more varied to keep it fresh. Keep it new. You Maybe you want to change the location, change up the format, switch from a book to a YouTube video to some, you know what I'm saying? Play some music. Do whatever it takes. Get it done by any means necessary. Wonderful stuff here. Wonderful stuff. Um, What else is in here? I can't even read my handwriting. This is terrible. Hold on. More varied, short, more varied style. Connected to new thing. To new things? I'm going to skip that. I can't read my handwriting. Sorry, yo. Biggest wins are ahead of you. Yes, your biggest wins are ahead of you, folks. If you follow this advice. Otherwise, you're just going to hate yourself forever. I'm kidding. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So another thing for self-motivation is you want to develop a mindset of self-reliance. Now, what that mean? You want to make sure that you put yourself as the judge Injury of your own life, you know, you don't want to put your life in other people's hands because that's just not the wave. I don't, I don't know what else to say. It's not the move. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? You know, um, you want to be proactive. That means getting out and doing things, not doing things as they come, but thinking ahead of things before they come. You want to be the Dr. Strange of your own life. Sit down and look through 99 different universes of possibilities and execute 
in a way that brings out the best possibility. And if it doesn't happen, you're not surprised, you're not shocked. Why? <coughs> Why? Because you already thought about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's simple. It's really that simple. Okay. You want to create some buffer time in what you're doing. You know, you don't want to just be sitting there and just say, oh, I'm in 30 minutes, I'm about to write an essay. See, that you already failed. Who does that? Nobody does that. You know, unless you're just Speedy Gonzalez with a keyboard. Even he wouldn't do that. I mean, that's just so stressful. Why would you want to stress yourself like that? But at the same time, you want to hold yourself accountable. And you do that by how? Tracking your performance. I use this app called B-Minder. You put it in. You put in your credit card. And you got money on the line. If you don't do what you say, you're going to. You know? But you could just have somebody else like an accountability buddy or just track it. It all depends on who you are. What type of person you what type of person you are, you know, that's what it's all about. So they have this little graph here. And what they're saying is basically your self-talk. Self-talk is important. Why? Very simple. Your self-talk affects your self-motivation. Now, why does that matter? Because your self-motivation affects your performance. And then your performance comes it comes back all full circle because your performance affects your full your self-talk. It's really that simple. So, you want to watch how you talk to yourself. You can't just be shitting on yourself all day. Leave that to the world. Because people talk more than enough shit. I mean, just look at Twitter and all these other um, social media platforms. People who have accomplished next to nothing. Talking shit about people who accomplished a ton of things. You hate to see. Actually, well, sometimes you It's entertaining sometimes, I won't lie. But that's aside from the point. The point is, pay attention to your self-talk, all right? It's important. Now, here's a great exercise that they included in here on self-talk, and it sounds corny. But just try it anyway. I mean, what do you have to lose? The first thing you want to do, bring out a sheet of paper or a Microsoft Word document, notepad, Apple Notes, whatever. Papyrus, you know what I'm saying? Bring out, what is it, a tablet? And then split down the middle, make a T-chart. On the left side, put negative self-talk. And, just, and then you want to put a rational counterstatement on the left. No, wait, no, no. Negative on, you want to put the negative statement on the left and a rational counterstatement on the right. So I'll give you a perfect example. A negative is, I am autistic. And then a rational counterstatement is, everyone has moments of autism. And... <laughs> Okay, no, in all seriousness, that's not what I put. That's not what I put. Uh, something like negative self-talk is just like, oh, man, I'm terrible at math. And then, because you failed a test. And then the rational counterstatement would just be like, look, everybody doesn't pass all the time. And with an appropriate study plan and a better strategy, we can do better the next time. Right? That's what it's all about. And then over time, you rewire this in your brain. To where you're not shitting on yourself all the time. Because that's not that's not the move, right? Now, here's another one. This one's my favorite. And it sounds a little corny, but keep your mind open. It's about visualization. Forming a mental image in your mind. Now, this is very powerful stuff. Because what it does is it tricks your brain into thinking you already succeeded. 
because the mind has a very difficult time distinguishing between reality and fiction. That's why when you see something scary in a movie, you get scared in real life because your brain doesn't exactly know the difference. All it knows is it's seeing something scary. So what you want to do is you want to visualize yourself doing what you're doing successfully. Obviously, don't visualize yourself failing or being trash. I mean, what's the point of that? You know, you want to visualize what you actually want to see happening. You know, so I got the action steps they gave. It's very simple. First, you want to do what you want to do is get in a comfortable position. Get in your Blue's Clues chair and then pick a scenario. And imagine an outstanding result. Just imagine you, let's say, for example, that you want to be. Actually, I'm going to give the example at the end. Step four. Use the senses to deepen the visual. Step five, take a mental snapshot of the best image. And then six, decide on the action steps. So let's say you wanted to graduate school, right? So check me out. First, you want to get in a comfortable position. Downward dog, yoga, it don't matter as long as it's comfortable. Then you want to pick a scenario. We picked that already. You want to graduate. So let's say the scenario is the graduation ceremony. Right? Because <clears throat> you don't want to imagine something painful. Obviously. Hold on. Let me get a swig of this water. My throat is dry. Ooh. <coughs> Lord. Okay. So you want to imagine an outstanding result. <coughs> One more time, y'all. Golly. This is the greatest podcast in the world. Please rate this thing five stars. All right. Then you want to make... <laughs> I forgot what it was. <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. All right. So imagine the outstanding result. You don't want to imagine something trash. You don't want to imagine yourself failing, right? Because that's that's just dumb. I mean, why would, why would you do that? So what you want to do is you imagine yourself in the graduation ceremony. Just picture yourself. Close your eyes in a comfortable position. You hear that, you know, and then you just imagine they're just like John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith, summa cum laude with honors. And everybody's clapping. Oh, man. Oh, man. His name is my name, too. Wow. And then what you want to do is use your senses to deepen the visual. So imagine how it smells. It probably smells. A little funky, it's a bunch of people in one place, but you're social distanced, right? So it's probably going to feel a little bit cold. You're going to be a little chilly. You're going to be a little nervous, but you're going to be seeing everybody, seeing all the homies, all your family. You know, uh, you want to take a mental snapshot of the best image, which would probably be you shaking uh, the hand before you go sit down. And then you decide on the action steps. And for the action steps for graduation, it's very simple. You sign up for the classes. I mean, you apply for the school, you sign up for the classes, you pass the classes. That's it. And then, boom, that's it. That's the whole thing right there. See, that was simple, wasn't it? I told you it was. So, another thing to keep in mind is you want to give yourself an escape plan. So, in case things don't work out, you're not just going to hate yourself all day. So, let's just say you want to start studying consistently because, piggybacking off of the graduation example... You don't just say, I'm going to study six hours a day or die. 
trying it, like 50 Cent, that may be a little bit extreme, though it may motivate some people. This is where knowledge of self comes into play. But if it doesn't, you, all you got to do, right? Just say, okay, I'm going to study something for 15 minutes, five minutes, whatever minutes, just more than zero minutes. And then I'll just stop. And that's all you do that day. That's all you do that day. And that's enough. You know, make the first step. The, the, the old Chinese proverb still stands tall. Cliche as it is. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So put your shoes on and get a move on. All right. Another way of uh, accomplishing these large tasks, because these visions are very tough to actualize without a plan. So you want to do that, create these action sets by making a rapid prototype. So let's say you got to make an essay. That's 10 pages. That sounds daunting. But then you just say, okay, you know what I'm about to do? I'm just going to make an outline of the essay. That's all I'm going to do. Nothing more, nothing less. We're just going to make an outline. And then it all of a sudden is still not that entertaining, but it's a lot more achievable. You know, it's a lot more achievable. And, you know, this is very important because you want to be able to break things down, bake things down into more achievable things. Because studies have shown that people are more likely to begin a job when it feels tied to the present rather than the future. Because the way your brain works, you know, lizard brain is very dumb. If you say, oh, I want to I want to get a six pack by next year, everybody's going to be like, man, we got a whole year. Why start today? We can start tomorrow, next week, next month, next six months. It don't matter. We got a whole year, you know, and they won't get anything done because that whole mentality is not really going to work for most people. Well, for some people, it all depends on who you are, obviously, but just roll with it. So another thing that's important, too, that I want to leave you with here is intrinsic versus inch X. Of course, not. I can't pronounce the damn word. Hold on a second. Intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. Extrinsic motivation. Doing something. Well, let's start off with intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is doing something because it is rewarding. Just for the sake of the activity itself. So I have extrinsic. I just have a perfect example. I had intrinsic motivation to pee. I really had to pee. And it came, <laughs> and it was very rewarding because <laughs> I had to pee really bad, man. Extrinsic motivation, doing something for the reward or avoiding punishment. So that would be like a kid taking out the trash, not because he wants to take out the trash, but because he doesn't want to get in trouble for not taking out the trash. That's what it's all about. And at the end, give yourself a prize whenever you hit a milestone or a goal. Especially uh, small goal. They say small rewards work better than large ones. And, uh, you know, setting smaller goals helps you achieve more because what it does is over time you can get more done than one big large goal. You know, it's not it's not going to give you any sort of anxiety or any sort of analysis paralysis to start a simple small portion of a goal. So the best way they said to do this on Linda was to shrink your goal in half. So, like I said before, with the essay, you got a 10-page essay, you could do a one-page outline, five-page outline. The five-page outline would be half, but that's still kind of, you know what I'm saying? So just do like a one-page outline, 
you know. And um, another way to get things going is the Pomodoro method, which is you just start to work for 25 minutes, take like a five minute break. I do my own variation of that. I probably do like 30 minutes and then a three hour break. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We still get it done. We still get it done. And there's a study in the from the University of Illinois that says breaks improve mental sharpness by 13%. Now, I don't know how they measured that, but I believe it because, you know, I definitely feel it. I mean, you could just test it out yourself and see. And just remember, single tasking is very important. You know, a great book on this is Deep Work. Just doing one task at a time, one thing at a time. Because multitasking, splitting your attention, your focus between two things actually doesn't exist. You're actually just switching tasks very fast, making you less efficient. So just do one thing at a time, you know. There is one example, one example, one exception to this, which is what I call batching. So let's say if you're exercising and you're listening to an audio book, unless your exercise is very intense, I mean, that's just a great thing to do. I do it all the time, you know. And I want to leave y'all with this, is that you can recreate or create your vision at any time. Don't feel married to it at all. You know, the only thing you should feel married to is the money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about how, what the pitfalls of motivation are. Oh, I have a lot of notes. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to have to speed through that. I thought this was going to be difficult. Okay, good. This is going to be a good, chunky episode. You're going to want to say no more often because a lot of time, People unintentionally are going to interrupt you and waste your time, not necessarily maliciously, but you have to, you have to make time for the things that matter. So, you know, you don't have to be obtuse about it. You don't have to be like, get out of my face, you know, like soldier boy and y'all trick y'all. No, you don't need to do all that. All you need to do is just say, hey, I'm working on something very important right now. Life changing. Huge. It's going to be huge. What I need you to do right now, I need you to get in my face. Or you're fired. That's what you tell them. And then if they don't, you fire them. From China. But anyway. Uh, here we're going to go into the motivation pitfalls. The motivation pitfalls are the three P's. The, get it? The pitfalls, three P's. That's that alliteration on your head top. Procrastination. Perfectionism. They call it procrastination, perfection, and protection. Now, for procrastination, this is how you get over it. It's very simple. Think about what's one thing I can do right now. Just one thing that'll get me towards my goal. Simple and easy as it is. And make it small and actionable. And then knock it out. The second thing, those are people who are positively rewarded. Then I have that negative that negative motivation or reinforcement for you. What are the consequences if I don't do this? So, for example, if you don't take out the trash, your house is going to smell and it's going to attract all types of creepy crawlies. You know, and you don't want that, so you take out the trash. Very simple, you know. 
I almost lost my place, but I'm still on it. I'm still on it. All right. So protection is about delaying the activity. So if you find yourself protecting your work, always doing every other task when you have something important to do, just ask yourself this very important question. What's the worst that could happen? And sometimes you may not even want to answer that because it's so bad, but you need to do it because you need to face reality. And then ask yourself, what would make me feel more safe doing this task? I didn't know. I didn't feel like that was the best question because I don't really see. They make it sound like the task is scary. You know, this is not Vietnam. This is just productivity, but whatever. So the last one, perfectionism, is very easy. All you need to do is just think, what is needed to produce high quality work? And how can I feel a sense of pride in this? And another question I want to add on that they didn't put in there from the Linda course was. What is the bare minimum to where I can feel satisfied putting my name on this? You know, and then you just need to have a cutoff time because eventually you can always make something better. But sometimes perfect is the enemy of complete or done. You know, sometimes done is better than perfect. Sometimes. Now, in order to do this, I just went through a lot of stuff. You might forget some of it. So feel free to run it back. But you're going to need to find some coaches, some porters, and advisors in the form of accountability buddies, brainstorming partners, rubber ducking methods. Oh, hold on. That's a different thing. Let me get to that. And some sort of subject matter expert. And one example they brought up was the rubber ducking method. That's right. And what it is, is that they would talk the problem out to a rubber duck. This is what software engineers did. They would talk the problem out to a rubber duck. And somehow that would help them solve the problem. It didn't help me very much. But, you know, that's why everybody is different. (laughs) Everybody is different because what worked for me isn't going to work for you all the time. So don't worry about it. Um, Let's see here. Oh, and then this is a really good quote here. This is a really good quote, all right? I'm going to have a dramatic pause for a couple of seconds before I even say it is that good. A change of perspective is worth 80 IQ points. Let me say that one more time in case you weren't listening. A change of perspective is worth 80 IQ points. That is Alan Kay, a computer scientist. Bars. Straight for your head top. All right. Now, this is my last page of notes. So we're about to wrap this up here. In order for you to get things done and be motivated, you want to activate your sense of personal pride. You know, and you want to redesign an activity to make it more enjoyable, whether that's music or, uh, I don't know, maybe you maybe reading something that's boring every page. You give yourself a gummy bear. I heard all kinds of stuff. Just YouTube it, Google it, and get creative. Because remember, what's at stake here? This is your life at stake. This is not uh, not a game. This is not a drill. This is not a free trial. This ain't no toll-free call. All right? You know, just collect. You got to pay. You will pay. So... Think about what shifts can I make to increase my motivation, whether that's socially, whether that's environmentally, but most likely it's going to be mentally. 
you know. And another thing to keep in mind is that you're going to fail. Don't just think you're going to internalize all this stuff and get out there and kill it. Though you might, don't expect that. That's just not practical, you know. Go ahead and just know it's going to take some time. I'm still working on this stuff myself. And I've been working on this stuff for years, you know. So remember, fail forward. You commit to yourself. And then... Keep these four things in mind. I'm going to leave you with this. This is the last bit of my notes, I believe. The first thing is decide. This is what happens when you fail because this is inevitable. If you're going to accomplish anything of meaning, you have to be prepared to fail. This is what you're going to do. As soon as you fail at anything at all, just come back to this part. 2841. Simple. I'm going to flag it. All right. Number one, decide failure isn't the final word. You know, you need to be like Rock Lee from Naruto. You don't give up at all costs. Number two, choose one thing that you could have done differently and actually do it differently. That's it. See? And then three, you need to believe you can improve because when you believe you can achieve and when you achieve, you succeed. You know, and then number four, consult a mentor for advice because we don't know everything. And some people are just way ahead of where you, some people are already where you want to be. So why make life harder doing it all yourself when somebody could just guide you along and shorten that process a lot? Or maybe you you were doing something you didn't even need to be doing because you just had no idea, you know? So this is it. In closing, this is all I learned from my self-motivation Linda course. I hope you all enjoyed this right here because I sure did. It's only about an hour. I'd highly recommend it. It's on lynda.com, a.k.a. LinkedIn Learning, which you can get for free for 30 days. Or if you have a library card, most libraries offer it for free. And with that, this has been the Brown Baron with motivation for you. Happy New Year. Wish you guys a very successful, productive, industrious, illustrious New Year. And with that being said... Eddie's. Be easy.